Hi, hello to all the listeners. Today I'm here with Katie, Katie Schultz. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so excited to have you here because I love supporting my fellow Canadian youth. So, fellow Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners first, who you are, what you do? So my name is Katie Schultz, and I am a writer, a filmmaker, avid reader, fangirl, sort of. I have an Instagram account, which is where I've gotten most of like my following and where I sort of like found my love for my craft and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's like my little intro. <laughs> yeah, of course. That was awesome. Okay, so... My warm-up question is, I know you're a Taylor Swift fan, so what is your favorite Taylor Swift album and your top three songs from that album? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, my top Taylor Swift album, I'd say, would be Lover. I'm really, like, a lover girl, really my lover era. Top three songs, um, probably Paper Rings, True. I Think He Knows, and maybe False God. That's mm-hmm. very up there. Those are all great songs. I was listening to Lover yeah. earlier today. <laughs> great song. Okay. And then we also, we start our episodes with a reading update. So you could talk about your current read, your last read, or something you plan to read next. Okay. So my current read is a book that I started when I was like really little. And I was like, you know what? I feel like we should finish it. You know, the nostalgia and all that. Um, it's called Sweep. I don't know who the author is. It's some <laughs> French guy. Yeah. Um, but it's about it's a story about like a monster, um, of and like a chimney sweep little girl sort of, really sad apparently. So oh, can't wait to read that. Fun. And I don't really know what's next on my TBR. Really, whatever I pick out on my bookshelf. True. Okay, so let's talk about you and your writing. What has your journey with writing looked like? I mean, I know you're pretty young. So like, how did you like get into writing, and when did you start taking it like more seriously? I really started writing when I was like in grade four, I'd say. Um, I wrote a lot of short stories um, by hand (laughs) in my little notebooks that I collected. And then sort of during the pandemic, I was like, you know, it'd be really cool to write a book. And I expanded on one of my short stories and sort of started like sharing it on social media and typing it up and making it look all nice. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, I want to do this more often and it's just sort of expanded from there it's awesome yeah so I know you also mentioned your social media so what really like brought you to start posting on social media like especially about your writing I was really bored (laughs) (laughs) um and like during the pandemic obviously and I saw a bunch of like writing accounts come up with like writing prompts and their little um sort of aesthetic collages of their stories and I was like that's really cool like these people have sort of built a community of other readers and writers that like want to do that kind of stuff and they're all like young like me so I was like I want to do that Mm -hmm. and just started posting yeah that's really cool are there ever any like challenges that come with writing and then doing it all on social media too having eat like having all the steps of the writing process and like putting it out there into the world has made it a little bit difficult to keep moving because I'm constantly getting like comments on it and people are like people know what I'm doing people know what I'm writing like pretty much at all times which is what is sort of the appeal to my account I found but it's also 
made it very difficult to like be consistent with everything yeah yeah for sure is it ever like any motivating for you (laughs) yeah um all of my amazing writing friends that I've sort of collected over the years I suppose (laughs) um they are so supportive like we have group chats and we're always hyping each other up on our stories and it's just it's honestly just an amazing community um and I don't think I would have continued writing like to this extent without any of them so yeah and it's really cool to see like where your account is at now (laughs) yeah especially in comparison to like last year I had probably a thousand followers and it's definitely grown a bit yeah that's so cool so when it comes to writing what does your process look like do you usually plan things out or do you just like start writing as soon as an idea hits I usually just start writing right away Mm -hmm. um my notes app is chaotic (laughs) to say the least um full of lots of little story ideas with like very minuscule planning like there's not very much planning going on in any of my projects (laughs) because I feel like I just really need to follow the flow like where it's going um and see where it leads yeah Yeah. so is that how it went when your book fellowship of the fidelians yeah (laughs) which (laughs) it was sort of chaotic at first because when you're writing a book you need to have a plan and I did not all all I had was like oh best friends in a forest running around (laughs) with dragons and swords like typical fantasy books with lots of really good vibes um But then as I was writing it, I sort of found this plot that was hidden in there or something. So it worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when you like, when you like, like you get a lot of ideas, but how do you know, like, which one is one that you're like really going to like move forward with? Like how you did with Fellowship of the Fidelians? Honestly, I just think of like its potential because there are some stories that like, you can't really elaborate on like it's meant to be a two-page short story or it's meant to be a little paragraph written on a piece of paper it's not meant to be this big novel with side plots and side characters and all sorts of fancy character I don't know (laughs) you know yeah I know what you mean (laughs) so for you where do you draw the most inspiration to write like any movies or shows or other authors or books like what inspires you to write honestly like it really depends any sort of media that like I consume so tv shows um books lots of music definitely um it really depends on like what my current obsession is like as I said I'm a bit of a fangirl so like um Stranger Things Percy Jackson sort of Taylor Swift um whatever I'm really into at the moment I draw inspiration from and it helps me write whatever short story I'm really into or whatever book I'm working on at the time yeah so what kind of challenges do you face when it comes to writing like do you ever feel like imposter syndrome or if you believe in writer's block do you ever get that yeah um I definitely do (laughs) especially since I'm not very good at planning my writing um I really work off of like when I'm inspired so I often hit a lot of writer's block um where I just like cannot get anything out no matter what I try because I'm just not inspired to write that story for whatever reason but especially when it's a big project like Fellowship of the Fidelians or any of my other 
books, um, I have to keep writing. Like I know that if I keep trying to get these words out, they will, they'll get there <laughs> eventually. Yeah, yeah, That's what editing's for. <laughs> Once the words are out there, like, I, don't know, I just feel better about myself and like my writing and where it could go. And then in terms of like imposter syndrome, I definitely feel that a lot. Um, especially like when my account was smaller and like people were mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just like didn't really feel like I belonged in that community or just like as a writer in general, felt like I didn't write enough or what like wasn't consistent enough or anything like that. Mm-hmm. but it's good you kept going at it and now exactly now, you're <laughs> now at, here like, we a are wonderful place yeah that's awesome in terms of like either of those things how like how do you work through that like imposter syndrome you kept going like you kept posting and with writer's block like how do you work your way out of a place when you're kind of like that music <laughs> it all comes down to music honestly of course um Anyone that has followed me for, like, more than a day knows that I'm always posting, like, my play- playlists on my story yeah. and, like, getting them out there because it's those playlists that, like, when I listen to them, like, I know they sort of bring me back into the world of, like, my books and my stories. And I feel a lot more inspired to write them and a lot less worried about what other people are thinking of me. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I mean, music for the win, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah course great that you like have found your place there with music mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I think especially with social media it's like so easy to get like caught up in like what everyone else is mm-hmm. like you know what other people are thinking or like exactly. if they don't like something so it's great that you like have found your place with music yeah it's like an outlet you know <laughs> yeah yeah okay so now let's talk about your book fellowship of the fidelians um i want to ask you about what your book is about but first how would you describe your book in three words and three songs? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, three words. Enchanted. Or Ooh. enchanting, I suppose. Taylor Swift. Um, yes. Another reference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just going to sneak those in there. Yeah. Um, tragic. Oof. And um, I want to say magical. It's sort of like a synonym for enchanting, but like, you know, it's, yeah, it fits. I understand. Yes, three songs. Um, <sighs> this is really difficult. Oh my gosh. Um, really anything by Taylor Swift, probably Wonderland. Lots of 1989 songs, the really um, like pop songs. Of course. Um, I love 1989. Of course. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh, uh, Little League by Conan Gray. <gasps> I love Conan Such a Gray. Good... Oh my god, <laughs> Conan Gray is amazing. Oh my god, that's gosh. so exciting. <laughs> like all of his songs. Hold on, I'm literally just looking at my playlist right now because no, that's good. There's a gazillion songs that I could potentially say. Sorry, <laughs> this is a really d- amazing question, but really difficult. Um. Oh, our last summer, Abba. It's definitely, I yeah, I'm not sure if, like, you recognize it, but it's, like, it it's, like, sort of upbeat, but very soft and kind of sad. Yeah. Very yeah. reminiscent. That's a good variety there. That's definitely <laughs> yeah. very convincing. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> okay. So now, tell us a bit about what your book is about, some of the main tropes, the genres. Okay. 
Um, so basically, Fellowship of the Fidelians is about a group of friends, eight friends, that realize that their enchanted home that they live in, in the middle of this big, dangerous forest, is slowly losing people. Like, their population is dwindling. And they're like, oh no, all of our friends are leaving. Like, Uh-oh. this is not good. <laughs> not and good. Uh, <laughs> And so they venture out into the dangerous forest that sort of surrounds them. Um in hopes to like carve new paths through the forest where more people could come into this sort of refuge of a home that they have yeah oh Um, my god that sounds so cool (laughs) and it's it's just a book of like friendship and tragedy and finding love while you're young and just like living while you still have breath in your lungs and (laughs) just sort of existing like that except it's in a fantasy world with dragons and magic and forests (laughs) That's lots of awesome. I'm sold. Mm-hmm. That sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. Lots of found family is definitely like the main trope, I'd say. My favorite trope. Um, <laughs> lots of friends to lovers. I don't really like it, but there are some miscommunication tropes. <laughs> it just, it sort of happens, I guess. Um, if it fits, it fits. Yeah. It, yeah, it's there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really like a, the biggest trope person, but like... Like, if it's there, it's there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cool. That honestly yeah. sounds so amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, was a little, I was looking at your Instagram. Are you writing? I saw you have another book. Is that, like, mm-hmm. a pre- prequel? to? Yes. Okay, sort of. <laughs> okay. So, um, it's all part of this one series called The Dust of Separate Worlds. And Fellowship of the Fidelians is the prequel. But I'm releasing it first because I just felt like it fit. Um, with the world building on and all. Yeah. And the second book that I'm releasing is called The Estralin and is the first book in the series. So it's like the bulk of the conflict. Oh, cool. Yeah. Fellowship of the Fidelians is like um, probably a decade before, I'd say. And it just like introduces us to the world and to sort of like the all the issues that there are because obviously there's going to be a big conflict, conflict in the series. Yeah. Um, but it mostly focuses on like the really personal side of things whereas in the next part of the series we really get into like the whole big battle of the world like every little side of the conflict oh cool Mm -hmm. so do the does the Ashlyn follow the same cast of characters uh very similar they're just older and the main characters are one of the Fidelians uh kids so it's yeah we get sort of like the generational thing there yeah cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) is there gonna be like any more after the first book are there gonna be any more of the the like main fidelians um yes we will get probably four of them coming back in as like main characters for the series Mm -hmm. doing their own their own little thing because (laughs) that's what they always do but the bulk of the series is about like the next generation like they're kids sort of yeah mm-hmm. cool 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 do you know like <laughs> do you like know how many books there are gonna be in like a series yes uh the dust of separate worlds will have four books plus fellowship of the fidelians like the prequel it's all plotted out and some of it is written i just sort of write whenever i can yeah yeah it's a big project i mean writing a <laughs> book series yeah and it's it's good to like take your time to make sure you really get like where the exactly. characters and the world needs to be. Yeah, that's awesome. 
it all sounds so cool like you're so talented <laughs> oh my gosh thank you okay so where did the name for well i mean like everything has a cool name fellowship of the fidelians the Eshelin, and then um what did you say the name was for the whole series uh the dust of separate worlds the dust of separate worlds so where did all those names come from um i mean my brain obviously but yeah. um i honestly couldn't tell you how i come up with names like i just sort of like look at like words that sound cool um like fidelians like um is sort of like based off of like the word fidelity which means like loyalty and stuff and i was like it's like a legion of people who are eternally loyal to each other so they're the fidelians but um and then the estrelin it's a sort of like a class of people with magical powers i don't know it's really just a bunch of letters mashed together that I was like this looks good (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm gonna go with this well they sound so cool I know so with Fellowship of the Fidelians that's you plan to publish it right yes so how are you going about publishing it I'm planning to publish through Ingram Spark which is like a self-publishing platform sort of thing Mm -hmm. and um but pretty much everything else I have to do myself yeah Um, so the actual publishing part and then the marketing and then the writing obviously yeah is all me do you know like when you're gonna publish it like where you at with the book right now like editing or like I am sort of on like a third draft because I did edit my second draft but it was really rough so Mm -hmm. I'm going in I'm going in again um and adding a few more side plots and rewriting some chapters. And then mm-hmm. I'm hoping to send it out to beta readers soon. And then like end of summer. That's my goal. But uh, <laughs> school is really busy. So no, I we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's really stressful. Yeah. I want it to be summer so bad. <laughs> no, me too. Like the warm weather and the sun and books all the free time yeah reading reading all day (laughs) yeah oh I can't wait okay it's okay we're almost there (laughs) so you're also you're self-publishing so the I wanted to ask about the cover because I think it's a gorgeous cover and I know you also posted (laughs) a little video like a little while back about the original cover and the way it's like Mm -hmm. changed so what like you designed that cover right yes I did designed and drew it myself (laughs) <laughs> it looks great yeah how did the where did the how did the process go for designing that cover were there like a lot of drafts where did the inspiration come from the evolution of the cover was sort of <laughs> it was a very rough one um <laughs> it started out um I just like traced this picture from Pinterest and put some words on it and was like this is good this is great <laughs> and shared it on my little five follower TikTok account and was like guys I'm writing a book <laughs> um And then from there, it like slowly evolved into this leafy, sparkly Fellowship of Fidelians cover I have now. But it took a lot of time, a lot of tears, because I'm actually not that great of a drawer. Like, um, it's mostly just like lots of little lines until it looks somewhat decent. Mm -hmm. Um, But it definitely took a while to sort of get where it is. Um, A lot of adjustments. I even... I released the original cover or one of the original covers over a year ago back in 
April of 2022 um, for like a big 2,000 followers thing. Yeah. And um, I was really proud of it, but in January, I released a new version because I was like, it's evolved. We know more now. <laughs> yeah. It's more leaves. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Are you like happy with it? I am at the moment. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see in a few months because that's sort of where it's gone so far. Yeah. But I do I do like how it looks. Um just it really fits the book, especially I made an undercover as well, like a little thing for if oop, there's hardcover copies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that too. It looks great. <laughs> yeah, like the green one, it looks that one I really love. Like I can't wait to get a hardcover copy and like hold the little yeah. green book and be like, "This is my baby," <laughs> like you know. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. It's great, also that like, cause you're self publishing, you get like to control over like what your cover is gonna mm-hmm. look like. Cause a lot of yeah, authors the, when they the publish, the creative something, but... control is yeah. definitely a pro <laughs> to all of this. Yeah, yeah, well, that's really cool. For this book specifically, what was your writing process like? Is it like, was it always going to be something that would become so big for you? And like, did you know you were going to publish it at first? Or like, was there a specific point in the writing process that made you say, like, this is a book I'm going to publish? Well, Fellowship of the Fidelians was sort of like created after I started writing the, the series. Um, because I was like, I feel like I need more. So right off the bat, I sort of knew that I was intending to publish it. Like if I was planning on publishing the series, I'd have to publish Fellowship of the Fidelians as well. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't think it would be very good. <laughs> like it it was really rough at first. And um, it was actually kind of discouraging at first because it didn't make any sense. And no matter what I tried, the characters just didn't feel natural. Like they felt very two-dimensional and I did not like that at all. But over time, they've become, like, almost a part of me. Like, they're inseparable from each other and inseparable from me because they're so vital to the story. And mm-hmm. I just feel like um, the book itself is meant to be out in the world. Like, it's – they can't be hidden. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> so you mentioned your characters. So I did want to ask about your characters. I mean, there's, like – you said eight characters, right? Yes, eight so of them. That's Big like cast. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty large yeah. cast. Um, so how did you go about like finding each of the characters and then building them? I actually have very specific memories of this <laughs> because oh, yeah. I the only planning that I do allow myself to do is like in the world building sense. Um, and I have this big binder that's like full of all of my fancy words and map drafts and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I was going through it for my series, and I was sort of like, oh, hey, these um, characters have parents who probably would have known each other. Like, that's kind of cool, (laughs) funny, like a a little side thing. And so I wrote all their names down, and I sort of looked at them, and I was like, I wonder what it would be like if they had a story, like, sort of before all of this drama and conflict and... I don't know, just, like, all the detriment that comes with this story. And I just sort of pieced together this little world for these eight people that were virtually non-existent and, I don't know, made them come to life. Yeah, 
That's awesome. Was there anything like specifically that inspired them or like were they based on anything or just like pure imagination? At the time, I was really into like, I'm not sure if you know, but like the Marauders. Yeah. Like they're sort of like Harry Potter's dads. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like really inspired by like the little friend group that they had and like the extra fandom that the fandom had created I don't know I'm not sure how yeah. to explain this but no, I understand. um I sort of took inspiration from their found family and implemented it into like the Fidelians and watched them sort of grow as well there was also like six of crows like that found family and yeah. then Percy Jackson vibes and it all sort of mixed together into this one big new story I suppose yeah of course that's awesome I mean like everything like that like just creators in general anything that you create is going to come from like other art that you've consumed yeah Um, exactly but it's like really awesome that you get to like put it all together but then also like make it your own that's Mm -hmm. really cool also the Marauders is like really cool I think it's so like crazy like that it's such an interesting fandom like it's literally (laughs) yeah like a whole fandom like just made that up <laughs> out of nothing like of four nothing. words in a book and like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah I was definitely very inspired by that yeah that's awesome another thing about your characters is they're like all so diverse from what I've seen um that they all like seem to have different backgrounds different mm-hmm. races and then also like I think they were all they're all queer or I, th- I feel like I've seen, like, majority of them are queer. Yeah, most, most of them, yes. Yeah, that's really cool. So including this diversity in your books, was it, like, a conscious decision for you to include all these things? Or, like, was it just something that came naturally? Um, Honestly, it was very natural because this, like, the setting in my book um, is sort of like a home that draws people from, like, all across the world. They're, like, the fugitives of the world. Um, So it made sense that they're all from different backgrounds and different cultures and they all have different pasts and traumas and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. It just felt like it had to be like that. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to have them all be like so different and come from different places and like mm-hmm. getting to see them learn about each other and interact. This kind of representation, especially, like, the queer representation, is it really, like, a crucial thing when it comes to, like, writing for you? Like, is it important to have that? And if, like, so why? Yes, it is definitely very important to me. Um, Just, like, seeing characters, especially that are like me in Mm -hmm. media is... Of course. Has always been important and not very often. Yeah. Um, So getting to, like, create my own characters that are like this and getting to see so many people um, commenting about how they feel seen with these characters and how that they love that, say, my characters, Daydream, Mahala. Um, they're not really a couple, but, like, it's very obvious that I'm hinting, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone is obsessed with them. Like, in all the videos I have about them, they're like, oh, my gosh, Daydream, Mahala. <laughs> like, I'm so excited to read about them and to see like actual representation from someone who knows um yeah but yeah yeah it's so cool it's so important to have that representation and to mm-hmm. be seen in that way and sometimes it's not coming from someone who like 
is that kind of representation and it's not like very like real and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of put there so it's like it's great to see it coming from someone who is exactly like teen romances written by a teenager (laughs) yeah um i feel is very like definitely something that like the literature literature world needs yes Um, yes especially i've like i feel like i've read so many like ya's like ya romances and a lot of the time they're written by like like not (laughs) teens older they're not teenagers it's been a while since they experienced like what it's actually like yeah and so i don't know sometimes it can be hard to read so it's very Mm -hmm. refreshing to to have it come (laughs) from like someone who's a teenager someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows yeah (laughs) um in the process of writing this book what was like the hardest thing to write maybe like a specific scene or a character eyes k the hardest thing to write (laughs) um and first of all this is like kind of joking but like (laughs) um is like the travel scenes because Mm -hmm. like my entire book is like characters are moving from one place to another but I just never know how to fill that space so that's really hard to write but mostly mm-hmm. um I'd say the hardest parts to write are like the really sad scenes like the ones that are genuinely traumatizing for my characters because at this point like it hurts me as much as it hurts them yeah. um because I've seen them come so far and especially in like the last third of the book I'm watching it all fall apart (laughs) yeah um which was really not fun to write but also I know that it's gonna really get the readers crying so (laughs) um yeah oh wow yeah (laughs) not to scare you or anything but you know (laughs) no I understand oh yeah sad scenes like it's like some they either hit or they don't and it's like if if they don't hit it's kind of like what's the point <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of awkward like you're reading yeah. sides and you're like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I can imagine it'd be hard opposing to that what was what is one of your favorite things to write or favorite thing to write when it came to this book um just the middle section of the book it's called like I call it act two because it's like it's the big adventure portion where they're all running yeah. around this enchanted forest and making new friends with fairy tale creatures and just sort of not a care in the world that's just it's very fun to write it's very happy good vibes very summery which is why I want (laughs) to try and release it in summer you know get the good vibes yeah really (laughs) cool favorite favorite part to write Mm -hmm. oh the vibes of this book sound amazing like (laughs) I'm so excited (laughs) next thing I want to ask about is your art and your filmmaking I think that's all really cool yes (laughs) filmmaking I feel like and that relates to writing is like they're both like very powerful forms of storytelling so do you like find like do you relate those two things like that um and like why do you choose like those two things as a way to tell stories I definitely sort of like see a connection between them because when I get a story idea I sort of take a step back and I look at it and I'm like, would this work best in poetry form, short story, short story form? Should I work at it and make it into a novel or should I make it into a short film? Mm-hmm. Like, should I, like, what sort of media would work best for this story? And 
really I sort of have to think about like can I describe this in words or will I will I have to describe this in like pictures and actions and audio and sort of all the cinematograph all the cinematography oh, yeah. that goes into like short films but I definitely love storytelling in whatever form it may be mm-hmm. so I don't know it really depends on the story mm-hmm. how did you get into film and like what really brought you to like start creating films um there's okay there's this creator on instagram um her handle is shots by sophia and (laughs) she is like an incredible filmmaker and i've watched all of her stuff for years now Mm -hmm. and it honestly just like really inspired me to like try that sort of form of art so i was like you know what i can write decently um (laughs) i can't sing I can act, but, like, maybe I should try something else. Yeah. Um, and so I started just filming it, like, on my iPad, like, making little weird Spider-Man videos <laughs> because that was, like, my current obsession. Yeah, of course. Um, and then I started using cameras and my phone, and I joined a videography club, and I just sort of started expanding my craft. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, that's so cool. So do you think that your, like, filmmaking, do you think you those ever intertwine with your, like, writing and your, like, other forms of, like, media? Well, we kind of talked about that, but, like, in terms of, like, your social media, marketing your book, like, do you intertwine those often or do you, like, keep them as separate things? I love to intertwine them because mm-hmm. it honestly makes marketing so much easier for me. Because it feels less of, like, a chore that I have to do to, like, get my art out there and more of, like, another form of art. Um, I've gotten so many compliments on all of my reels because people are like, this is so cinematic and, like, it's interesting and, like, you can see a story and it's aesthetically pleasing. Because I'm secretly just, like, marketing my book in another form. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. It really works. It's, like, the best of both worlds. Yeah, and then with your films, like, how do you draw the most inspiration to, like, create your films? I know you just released one, so, like, how does your process with making films, like, work, and where does the inspiration come from? Especially with the last one that I did, it came from music. I feel like everything comes back to music. Um, I found this the song that I use in the video on TikTok. I'm like, this is a cool song. Like, I can sort of picture, like, some really sad story or whatever and then earlier that day I would just sort of hang out with my friends and like it just sort of I don't know something about like hanging out with people and that being mixed with music led me to be like I'm gonna make a short film and I just started filming with no plan and got (laughs) probably an hour of footage that I mostly didn't need or use and came out with this little short film about a flower and a broken heart yeah no but that's so cool it's awesome like Mm -hmm. just like with your writing you just gotta like let it flow and then you find your way to like the story you want to tell gotta follow the creativity you know (laughs) you do yeah and then the last thing that i have to ask is what advice would you give to someone else maybe who's younger who's also trying to get into writing or wants to start writing or wants to publish a book um but just like isn't sure or is struggling the most important things is that you just got to keep writing. You got to keep putting words on the page, um, typing it out on the screen, because once the words are there, 
you can read them, realize whether they're good or bad, and expand and find new stories and new characters and new worlds to dive into and to pour your heart into, which is why we write in the first place, to sort of have Mm. this creative outlet that, like, makes us feel good about ourselves and our creative abilities. As well, just don't care what anyone else thinks. Um, I spent a lot of my first years on Instagram really caring about, like, the whole aesthetic and making sure that the bigger accounts don't think I'm too weird and making sure that I only share the best of the best of the best of my writing. Um, When really, it doesn't matter. You can share the weird tidbits from your first draft and you can have random videos and posts and stuff that isn't pretty but is good content good quality more or less and build a community that way that's gonna be the end of the episode okay so, thank you so, <laughs> i had so a lot much. of fun i had a lot of fun too that was a great time i'm so happy hmm. that you came on the nervous podcast. i, I guarantee like really you most people out, but- are just like yeah <laughs> would gladly <laughs> would gladly be on a podcast because this is honestly a great time i've had a great time yeah i'm so glad it was so much fun Mm-hmm. So, thank you so, so much to everyone who listened. Go check out Katie's Instagram and TikTok and her films and everything. It'll all be linked. Um, Yeah, that's going to be it for the episode. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>